It's the time. Welcome back to the block. It's here. It's this week. This regular season is upon us, man. It feels good to get started, though it can be a little bit concerning based off of what we saw in the preseason so far. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of making a big deal about it, but you know, I'm just as excited as I'm sure you are to get to get underway. What do you think? Like, what did you like? What did you not like so far? Well, it's interesting that Cooley made the team. Um, I remember when we wrapped the season, we started talking about who's going to be that guy that just kind of sticks out in training camp um, and makes the team in preseason. And that this year was Will Cooley. And I think a lot of people probably thought that that was going to go to Othman. So, or a guy like Jones, maybe. So it's cool to see um, Cooley make that next step. We'll see how long it takes for maybe him to be sent back down. We'll see. I mean, maybe he holds on to this into the season. Well, I also, the same thing with Cooley. You know, it's great to see a power ringer. And it seemed like in Laviolette's last interview that he's kind of like sold on Cooley and that he, I think he's going to be sticking around even past the nine games because it just seemed like he kind of wanted to invest in him and he was happy what he showed. Obviously, the... Older veterans didn't put on that much. Like, you know, I didn't see too much from Bonino, but um, Pitlick looked pretty good, minus getting injured a little bit there in the Devils game, but it looks like he's already back at practice, so that's good. Uh, other than that, like, I, I didn't see too much that impressed me, but it's obviously the preseason. We're playing the same, like, three or four teams over. They're all rivals of us, so, you know, there's obviously different bad blood. That's always there, even in a preseason game. But I, I'm going to have to see a lot. Like, we, you know, we're, we're co- opening on the road against the Sabres and the Blue Jackets. So to me, those are, we should be able to win those games, Steve. How do you feel about those? Win games could be trap games, but they should be winnable games. Yeah, definitely trap games for sure. Um, Buffalo is, I think, the better of the two in those teams. Um, and then a home opener against the Coyotes. So it's not like it's like we should start off pretty good, right? Like, yeah. I don't want to say that, but like, you know, we should be. Those are three wins right there possible. I think last year we, we went for opening night, you and I, and against the Bolts, who we had just lost to in the Eastern Conference Finals the, the season before. So it just had this different energy. The season started with like a huge win, which it kind of felt like moving forward and like closing that chapter of like they got the best of us in six games sure but we're a team that belongs toe-to-toe with them that's what i remember walking away from that win feeling i'm like this is our year this is we have unfinished business we're about to finish like right and then fast forward to the end of the season i went um with some friends to go see the sabers rangers was i think the third to last game second to last game of the season at the garden and we looked bad we looked kind of slow kind of concerning and then we go into the playoffs obviously you and i were in the building we lose game four which was probably the biggest game of that series this does feel different i feel like this start of this season has definitely a bitter taste from last year um the expectations i think are a little bit different league-wide and i think the fan base there is a part of me that feels like there's a lot of pressure on us starting right because like we just kind of alluded to these are really winnable games but they're also really losable 
and the Sabres don't really fire me up as much as maybe the Bolts would, and you're not home. So I think it's really important to do whatever it takes to get excited for that game. I think on paper we're the better team, but the Sabres can win that game. So, you know, what do you think about kind of the way that this year's starting out? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head with like exactly the expectations are a little different. Um, Somewhat in a weird comparison, you know, Islanders fans are like excited about the year, I feel like, even though they've only tweaked a little bit and they pretty much finished around the same spot as where we did in in the postseason. And if you look at our team, yeah, there's a lot of the same people, but there was definitely a lot of moving parts and the whole thing with the coaching change. So I think it will take a little bit of time, but it will not do well for the fans and the team itself if they open these couple first couple winnable games and lose. Buffalo is a good team. I felt like they were on the cusp last year to kind of almost make a playoff push, but they didn't. They, you know, they had a couple falling offs, but Tage Thompson's fantastic player, Cousins, they, they have a good lineup. And so I, if we don't come ready for that game and like get that chip off our shoulder, I, I heard a Jacob Truba interview recently and he was like, yeah, it stung for about two weeks, but the, you know, we, sh- I shook it off, kept working out and did my thing. So if everybody comes with that mentality and doesn't let the bad blood of last season come over, I think we could have a good season. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to, it has to stay with you a little bit. It it has to certainly motivate you like but you can't let the bad blood carry over to like even the new additions like you know Cooley being there wheeler gustison you don't want that to like you know overshadow them kind of bringing in like a new light and a new new different style of play right i think it's plenty fine to be reminded that we still have a job to do and you know it reminds me that every year you make it you have a chance but that you're you're lucky to be there and i think we just as a fan base took it for granted that there would be another round of hockey to play and i going into game seven i almost had no doubt in my mind that we would just play another round and i think that was a really stark reminder and hopefully for the team as well we saw the shift in the alternate captains looks like it's going to be the same minus trocheck and they give it to adam fox who i believe is very deserving but it's kind of like Why'd they take it from Trocheck? Like, what's going on? No one's really like illuminating that or make or blowing it out of proportion. Which is and weird. is he going to be on the third line? Like, so like, is that like total downgrade? Because like, right. you don't want to like kill the guy now over like yeah. taking his A away. Yeah, imagine like you got a new boss and they're like, actually, we're going to downgrade you. We'll pay you the same, but you don't have the same title anymore, and you're not doing the same job. That to me, but but you're going to be a key part of this team, and we're going to still need you to perform as if like what? Oh right, been. don't let that get you down because I still need you, like just just as much if not more. But yeah, I actually need you more in your new role than your old role. Not going to pay any more. Not going to pay any less. But it's 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 definitely very weird the human side of that. I, I definitely because that's your that's your life. But what man. what would be more weird for like a. Chris Kreider or like someone like a Vincent Trocek who came here from like to the Rangers in my mind, he came from Carolina because he felt like there was a better opportunity to get over the hump that Carolina had been dealing with. Obviously Chris Kreider going down would be like, all right, you're, 
you just had that point, like, you know, like it, you're the old dog. I don't think there's anything there. Uh, like, I'll be the first to admit. I'm just surprised that nobody has brought that up, being that it's waiting. Who could with everybody beating up laugh? Oh, yeah. I, you know, a, a little bit of it might be warranted, but people are going a little a little hard. Well, yeah, there's some days I'm like, he's just 21. Like, he's, he'll be 22. Like, give him a chance this year, guys. And then there's part of me like, Four point six, like I, I think we might have gotten robbed a little bit, like you know, on on the deal, like, and I'm getting a little mad. I feel like with laugh, it's very easy to make the story like black and white. Hasn't produced, you know, hasn't lived up to expectations, and that's fine. And I think it was hockey sat miner. Somebody recently brought up, call it whatever you want. I'm not asking you to be excited on this guy, but forty points as a 21 year old in the in the National Hockey League and the world's best league. I mean, like, I think we can all admit that it's fallen short of our expectations, but, you know, whose fault is that? But you look back at some of these goals in, like, the early leagues where Lafreniere played, you know, and I'm looking back at it maybe with not rose-tinted shades on. None of it's very spectacular. It's just he scored a lot, and he had prolific celebrations and they were all big big moments yeah it's it's the difference of like bedard is going around three people and then putting it top net and you know laugh is just getting goals right and you watch some of those clips back and he yeah he was just the open guy or maybe he wasn't the facilitator of the puck or you know someone finished a pretty play but yeah it, it was a lofty spot to put him as, but you have to remember, I mean, this dude was talked about for like a year and a half before the draft. There is still a big part of me that feels like this huge wave is going to come, but he has been limited. I have this feeling like you get rid of this guy. He's a 70 point player. Again, is that living up to the expectations we had on him three years ago? No, but 70 point player. Yeah. And well, for what we got, the sting would be there. People would be upset. Yeah. Laugh is a curious player going into the season for sure who's who's one who's your most and like the person you are like i cannot wait to see i think this is the year for hedel i think we've talked about that i think that this is the year that he kind of stands out do you think that two weeks he missed on injury in camp will hurt him or it doesn't even affect him in the long run i also think he's been a streaky guy so who knows if it's going to start right now or if if that's what he needed to to hit a stride you know everybody kind of tries to take it easy in preseason. And I heard somebody, I don't even remember who it was, unfortunately, say that injuries occur when you're trying to take it easy. When do they happen? The end of the season when you're already clinched in the playoffs and in the preseason. I mean, yeah, they ha- injuries happen in NHL hockey games, regular season games. When you're trying to take it easy, you're not playing the way you play. <laughs> I, I just have to stop you and think, like, what about skiing? Like, it's like you uh-huh. don't even say last run because, you know, you're like... Right. You you're don't just... acknowledge that you're like tired and beat up and need a break you just kind of keep going the minute you say like well i'm just gonna kind of skate around like you just kind of drift into the wrong spot you get pinned when you weren't expecting it and that's in something you know you walk you walk away and you're nagging from it to flip it back to you who are you most excited about i've said it a couple of times in the last like three or four episodes but i really think blake wheeler is going to show that that was a great steal i think he's going to be kind of like we kind of go after these players that we definitely could like piece in on any line. Like you, you look at when we brought in Barkley Goodrow, 
two-time Stanley Cup champion. We knew he, where he could play up or down. And then it's kind of the same thing with Wheeler. Like, I don't think the pressure is going to be on for him to be the big dog. And I think that's going to greatly benefit him in New York. So I'm excited about that. Well, someone I'm worried about is I'm a little worried about Jonathan Quick. Because if you look at his numbers, like whatever it was last year, like they were already trending down. So it's just like kind of like a bad stock where I'm just hoping that like we're just not on the down downfall. Like we're it's similar to Halak at the beginning of last year, but even worse where it could be all year where we have to like obviously make a change somewhere and get a call up or bring in Deming or whoever. So that's a little worrisome for me. What about you? Who's worrying you in the or is the whole show worrying you? Well, no, you, you bring up a really good point with quick. Um, with his numbers trending the wrong way and preseason was not a good look for him. Yeah. Like I don't want to make anything of it because it's preseason. And like we said on previous shows, like guys are out there to try to prove it and make the team. So they're playing like it's the game seven Stanley cup finals. Yeah. I think I'm most excited as crazy. It is to say for Cooley making the team, because I think what it means overall is that we're more, maybe more inclined to bring somebody in that can make a difference that can bring something different than what we're used to seeing from within the organization, from within the organization that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. I think you have to give those, those guys a chance. And, you know, I'm not saying he's Nikita Kucherov, but you know, your second rounders turning into actual players for you is really important and you can find really good talent that doesn't necessarily show itself till they get to the show it's it's crazy that with all the stats that we have with all the information we live in like a a crazy time for sports that there isn't a perfection about scouting and kind of going back to like the laugh thing is do you think do you think there should be awards for scouting like you know to get it right is incredible and there's organizations that get kind of applauded for it, but no one really, no one really stands out in my head as like. You're making me think there should be a scout, like a hardcore NHL scout movie about like the dirty underground world of like NHL scouts, what they have to do. And is he getting more playing time because like he was such a high draft pick that he's not getting like if he was on another team or anywhere else or third or fourth rounder, would we have already brought in a veteran to replace him? It's like, is he getting more opportunities because of where he was drafted? Oh, if Laugh was a seventh rounder that stood out in camp, made the team under Gallant, yeah, I don't think that the team, or, or Quinn, let's say, you know, I don't think that the team would have kept him for as long as they did in a spot where they continue to give a guy a chance. But they've definitely wouldn't have, you know, they would have made an option to trade him at some point, you know. Again, forty points, twenty-one years old, started the league at a at a very young age and a very weird and time. two weird seasons right after. Yeah, I I give him a lot of credit, and I don't hold those things against him. But I do think that you're right that the organization would have moved on a little bit sooner. And to get back to my point is that it, you know, it's just as unfair as it is to Lafreniere to set such to have set such lofty expectations it is also unfair to discount a guy like Cooley from having a fantastic Buchnevich like second round great steal great find 
uh, type of player. So we'll see what happens. Um, and there's also something to be said about that. He earned this. He worked his butt off out of camp. Like they, the, the I respect that more than a high, like sought yeah. after draft pick. Well, I was going to say, you saw that the Blackhawks are making jokes like, oh, Bedard makes the team out of camp. Like it's all because of his hard work. And it's like, I, I get what they're, what they're doing, but there's a small point there that, yeah, it was a no brainer. He makes that team just as much as it was a no brainer that Lafreniere and Kako make the team because at the time we didn't have anybody else to ice, but there's something to be said about a guy like Cooley who kind of had to fight for this the whole time, which is maybe why he was the leading scorer in the preseason, which is also crazy because I think he led the the preseason with like three goals, which is not, you know, what you want to see out of, out of your guys. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be made out of what happened. There's also, you know, nothing to be made of the preseason. We've seen guys go, we've seen teams go six and oh in the preseason and finish in last place. We've seen teams go one and six and finish in the finals. Um, so I'm trying not to put too much stock into it. Like, what do people say come playoff time? Well, that's the regular season. It doesn't mean anything. That's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm choosing to be like, that was the preseason. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It, talk, we'll, we'll talk about this next week. And, you know, after... Yeah, the Rangers start out 10-1. and one. Preseason who? Nobody gives a fuck. But that's not where we're at. And things feel weird. I'll be honest, you know? Yeah. Well, Steve... Well, I was gonna mention that's a good fantasy roster. I was peeping at your at your at your team earlier, man. Pretty pretty solid. I think I've I've done more with less. I'll tell you that I've I've won with uh probably a worse roster than that. I feel like Austin Matthews, Ovechkin, yeah, yeah. Robertson, and then the goalies. Are, a little bit. It's a pretty and good and then the goalies are stacked. The Omar, Kulaba. Yeah, who, who are your th- who are your three? Uh, Cal. No, sorry. Connor Hallibuck. Correct. Olmark. And who's Olmark. your third? Vanacek. Vanacek. That could be spicy, too. Yeah, a lot of those guys are going to get you points, man. That's a good... And then OV2, huh? OV2. I haven't had him in a few years, so that's going to be good. Like, uh, we, who is that uh, mentioning? Like, Alex Ovechkin. Everybody who comes on the show. Anytime Alex Ovechkin's on a team, he got a chance, so... Well, and it's also a league that counts hits, so... There's that JT. I mean, it's like former Rangers, JT Miller, <laughs> Tony D's there. I, there wasn't that much. It, he was like my last defenseman pick, but there wasn't that many good ones left. Yeah. Well, it's, I think fantasy drafting is like anything where you, if you prioritize any one thing, you you're liable to have a, a weakness somewhere else. I would always try to kind of like not worry about wingers just because there's usually some, Available. There's always depth in the. Yeah, but defensemen and goalies are are a weird one because if you if you don't take them, you're screwed. But yeah, I, I've done years where I've had two like almost backups, and it's just like unwinnable. That's what's crazy about fantasy, though, because like you can't control anything. And like, let's say a backup, like let's take Vasilevsky for example. He's injured. He a backup comes in who's going to get the bulk of the starts. You're not going to put the backup's backup in almost ever. So that guy's getting work. You know what I mean? And that can drag you into like a really good position. I mean, I I'm sure Vasilevsky was drafted in your, in your league though. No, he was. 
Yeah, because like, and and he was and he was ranked pretty high, like on like right. the average pick for him was like sixteen. I think he's what eight weeks out still, right? Or you take him at sixteen and like you're one of the later rounds and like you used a valuable draft capital kind of like early. Yeah. No, Robertson, a lot of lot of good picks, man. Best of luck to Team Y Mad. Um, and obviously the Rangers. This is the last one before the start of the real season. I'm excited to get another way. We got some nice guests lined up and it's been a long waited off season, but it's finally here. So let's go Rangers. Let's go Rangers, brother. Let's talk to you soon.